Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. We report a couple weeks back that if not for the Jonathan Gannon tampering situation, you would have been an Eagles D coordinator. Is there any truth to that? Can you comment on that? That's possible, but I won't neither confirm nor deny it. Big rear end. Yeah, I can I can confirm it now. That was uh, Vic Fangio back he coming in, to save us. Yeah, back in October when the Eagles played the Dolphins, he was asked like, "Hey, if that whole thing was a little different, timing was different, would you have just stayed in Philadelphia?" I can't confirm or deny it. Well, I think we we know the dominoes have played out now. He was he was going to be their coordinator if Gannon was just honest, right? Like, I'm yeah. going to take the interview with the Cardinals. I'm probably going to go. They he probably would have waited for the Eagles' job. Well, the Eagles thought Gannon was coming back because he didn't. They didn't think he was going to Arizona. They said, Vic, good luck in Miami. And then, well, here we are a year later as he's uh, – and according to Adam Schefter, he's heading up today to sign that yeah, contract. Yeah, he's coming on a – well, it is Thursday. But you know what's funny? I, I wonder how that conversation went when he just left Miami because he just left. I'm tired of being here in this warm weather. I'm out. I'm going to go home. I'm going back to Philly because he's from, he from Pennsylvania, isn't he? He is, and apparently he's a big Phillies fan. I saw a quote from him yesterday that – I think when he was on the West Coast, at whatever point of his career, he wouldn't mm-hmm. go to bed until the Phillies. Like he, he, he needed to have his Phillies fixed, no matter what. He's I'm a out. big Phillies guy. I don't like it down here. Too much sunshine and palm trees. I need to get back. I to need the cold. some cheese steaks and some Wawa. And the Phillies. So Fangio coming back here, and Hugh's excited. I am too. Marcus Spears yesterday, ESPN, on what Fangio will bring to the Eagles. I love Vic Fangio's experience. Nick Sirianni still is a second-year head coach who having a guy on that staff that's been around a tremendous amount of football, obviously understands defense at a very high level, but just somebody to be a sounding board and kind of lead. We always talk about this with young head coaches having surrounding themselves with veteran coaches that's seen a lot. I like it from that standpoint. The second part is we know Vic Fangio is a guy that is going to make sure there is coverage on the top of a defense. Yeah. And the worst thing, that the Philadelphia Eagles did, as much as we talked about all of the issues, is they couldn't cover a soul. So that should immediately get fixed. And it brings some continuity mm. to what you know yeah. as a defensive coordinator. You went from the side to Matt Patricia last year. Now you have a constant in the building that can help Nick Sirianni tremendously. Preach. Like, what, 30, 33 years of coaching in the NFL or something crazy like that? And a lot of good defense. Like, the Dome like Patrol. 12 years of coaching yep. in, 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 high, in high school, college. I don't, you know, of all his stops, fans, I don't know what's the most impressive job. But those Saints defenses in the late '80s, early '90s were excellent. Uh, that that early Panthers team, that expansion that got to a title game with Sam Mills, Kevin Green, they were excellent. Yeah. Um. The, obviously, he was part of the Ravens defense with Bart Scott and Ray Lewis. Excellent. But I, I think the one for me here that stands out in, with his work 
when he was with the Niners, right? Jim Harbaugh, who, yeah, by the yeah. way, is the Chargers coach. But when Harbaugh was there, Fangio was his coordinator. Navarro Bowman, Patrick Willis at linebacker. Yeah. Oh, man. I love to watch Like Patrick, Patrick Willis and Navarro Bowman, those two guys were bullies. Like straight up. Like I used to love to watch them Great play. players. They were straight up bullies. And I could just – I don't know what this defense is going to look like next year. But I'm excited to see how he gets them as close as they can possibly be. I think – when I think of Coach Fangio coming here, I feel like there's going to be a young – a bunch of young Thundercats back there playing. I don't foresee – and this is no disrespect to anybody that's playing on this team right now. But I don't, I don't think that some of the current guys that we have in the secondary right now fit – what Coach Fangio wants to do. I might be wrong. This is just might be – this is me speculating. But I don't see – I don't see uh, Slay being here. I, I, and, and the reason why I say that is because of his mentality and attitude about tackling. I think that in order to play in this defense, Coach Fangio's defense, you have to be able to – you have to be able to play. Like, you have to be able to tackle. You have to be able to play a lot of press or some press, I should say. And you have to have a physical nature about yourself. And I think that's what he's going to bring to the table. You know what I think of when I think of Fangio? I have the names in front of me. Vaughn Johnson, Ricky Jackson, Sam Mills, Kevin Green, Cornelius Bennett, Jamie Sharper, Bart Scott, Navarro Bowman, Patrick Willis, Roquan Smith. You know what the next name needs to be? Jeremiah Trotter Jr. Yeah. The next great linebacker. It's for Vic Nicobe, Fangio. Oh, my bad. Well, Howie would say that. Nicobe right. will get a shot. Well, they need two, right? So they could go after. (laughs) Don't do that. Don't do that. So they need two linebackers, right? They could go after a big-time guy, right? An early draft pick, a a Jeremiah Trotter Jr. But Dean still could get a shot. They need two. Yeah, he needs a shot. You need need to – to me, there's not too many people that I feel that were starters this year will be looked at as starters next year in the secondary. That's just my personal feel about it. Uh, when you're the worst pass defense, no one yeah, should it's be. Like, 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 you, like, and I understand that money plays a big part in some of these decisions, and some some of the guys, the money might make it t- difficult for them not to play. But man, if it's me, like I said, I'm going with the young cats on the corner, on at the corner spots. I'm going with Ricks. I'm going with Ricks and Ringo until I can figure out what I'm gonna do at that position. But I'm talking about guys that are on the squad now, guys that that were here last year. That would be my first choice. I'm going to give those guys a shot. And if they show me something in training camp, it's a good chance that they'll be my starting corners at the, when the season starts. So there is another side to fans, y'all. Although there's been a ton of success, a ton of longevity in the NFL. Coach, so I think he's coached eight different defenses, including one where he's a head coach in Denver. He's been around, and, he, and he's got results. I mean, you mentioned the numbers earlier. He's gotten results. You do wonder, is he still relatable? He's older now, right? We've had this discussion about other coaches. Drew Rosenhaus, here, here's his take on uh, Fangio as it relates to current players. There were quite a few players on the team that didn't necessarily get along with Fangio. And so it wasn't a great relationship with many of the players. There were some guys that loved him, but there was quite a few that didn't. It definitely wasn't a unanimous positive relationship. So to add to that, Hugh, uh, Emmanuel Acho tweeted this out. That was interesting. He said in talking to players, he's heard Vic has grown less relatable. He, he thinks Vic's a great hire, but he should hire some young position coaches around him to kind of make it work. That. Yeah, to help relate to the players. Yeah. I'm okay with that. But the bottom line for me is this. 
I was ba- if I was bad last year, as this defense was, I would want to get better. I got to be willing to adjust my stance a little bit. Mm-hmm. I got I got to be a little bit more uh, acceptable to probably a, a rough coach. Tommy Brazier, man, I didn't relate to Tommy. Tommy was rough around the edges and everything, but Tommy said something to me that spoke to me on a deeper level. Hey, what do you want to be? You've been in the league a couple years now. What kind of player you want to be? And and that's what we're talking about now. Now I know a lot of guys like I think of Fletcher Cox and Brandon Graham and guys like that. They're 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 on the other side of this. What you just said is the conversation I feel like Vic has to have with Jordan Davis. Yes. What do you want? There to you be? go. That, that exactly. Now you follow me because the way that you've been doing it is not working. The way like you know if you want to one of those guys that want to be coddled or want to be spoke to a certain way. That way is not cutting it. You're, you're just happy to be here. Like when you talk about some defensive players, like, hey, I'm just happy to be in the league. Is that what you, If that's what you want to be, let me know now. We, we can adjust that. You want guys that want to be something different. You want guys like the mentality that Brandon Graham has. He's trying to go out on top. He's trying to go out with one more Super Bowl win, get another, get another Lombardi trophy, and keep it moving. And ride off into the sunset. Those are the kind of guys that you want on this football team. And if nobody's in lockstep with that, then they probably need to go anyway. 215-592-9494. Back to the phone lines here. Twitter question sponsored by the PI Dental Center. Your smile is the first thing others see when they meet. You learn about and schedule your evaluation at PIDentalCenter.com. How do you feel after yesterday's Eagles press conference? Uh, Better or worse about things? Do you feel any better? After what happened yesterday, 60% right now, no, don't feel any better after yesterday's, what do we call that? The press conference? The press conference? Uh, I, it's a word that I can't use, but I don't think I can use it on the air. Yeah, Kyle, what word comes to mind? What was yesterday? I like the way you describe it as it was a soft fire. Yeah, it, it felt like it. It was like laying, basically laying the groundwork for like all the reasons that Nick Sirianni's not going to be. I was thinking like, yeah. it starts with S.S. But I don't think I can say that. I can't. Oh, say I that think right. everyone. Oh, feels yeah, it. yeah, yeah, yeah. Bleep, bleep show. But uh, like, didn't it? All, it kind of felt like, in a way, just one long demotion for Nick Sirianni. <laughs> it did. Being stripped of all of his responsibilities. Nobody knows what the hell he does anymore. We're going to bring in an offensive coordinator. He's going to take complete control of the offense. It felt like a long demotion. Yeah, it feels like a separation before a divorce. I mean, it's like we're still here. We're together. But you mean trying to keep the kids together? Hey, me, mommy and daddy still together. We just don't sleep in the same room anymore. <laughs> it's all good. We just had a week-long counseling thing. Yeah. We're still all right. It felt like what they did when they put Matt Patricia in charge of the defense. They're like, oh, the size not fired. Like, yeah, he is. <laughs> yeah, he is. Our you just didn't coach, do it until a month. Yeah, our head coach has been soft-fired. we got a year to play this thing out. 215-592-9494. Bruce in D.C. What's up, Bruce? All right. Good morning, gentlemen. Good morning. How are you? It's a great day, on, Bruce. What's going on, man? Oh, man. Hey, hey, he, hey, hey you, look, you hit, the, you hit the nail on the head. It was the uh, – it, it was an SS. <laughs> yeah, it basically was. It was. It was an SS. And, 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 and you know – Hey, 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 look, one of the biggest things I've been complaining about, and like I said, I, I really just started talking to you guys um, uh, recently about, it just confirmed everything that I was saying and, and probably many of the fan base and all of us have seen um, with Sirianni about this leadership issue. Um, uh, clearly, it, you know, I, I, was, I was really taken back by two things. You know, when he went home with his rambling answer about, what your role is 
Um, and he said, he said culture. You know, I counted, he, he said it seven times, the word culture. So basically, you're not going to be doing anything. You're basically just going to let your uh, coordinators uh, plan, the game, plan, 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 plan these games and try to bring a new perspective into how the Eagles are going to play. And, and you're, you're, you're going you're gonna to have no role at all, just like, just like we, always, we always knew. We saw this problem come going down the stretch where um, he was inept or unable to, uh, I, I mean, as a head coach. Look, when you have problems, the head coach is the facilitator. He's the planner. He's the strategic planner, okay? Um, he, he'll sit down with the offense or the defense or wherever the problems are and says, okay, we're going to game plan this. And actually during the game, you know, part of those adjustments, when you go into halftime, you know, it's one of the things that Belichick was, was good. He, he, he would make adjustments on the fly even before halftime. You come out with a different scheme. You can scheme up. Okay, they're playing it. They're taking away the run. He has no ability to do that whatsoever. None whatsoever. You know, that Bruce, and that's an interesting point about, like, halftime adjustments. If it's not his offense, what – like, if he really wants to make an adjustment at the half, does he have to, like, ask – the offensive coordinator to do it? <laughs> you did it wrong. For <laughs> yeah. Well, like, yeah. Who, he's not calling the plays. It's not his offense. Like, hey, I, I'm just going to keep using the word Bob, whoever that – Cliff, Bob, whatever. <laughs> hey, Bob. Yeah. Can we, uh, can we run this no. play? No. Nick, go back. Go back to this side of the room, buddy. Go back and work yeah. on that culture thing you was working Reset on. Reset those core values. Yeah, because he, he, he's been spaded, neutered, and, and snipped. Uh, I, I mean, Man, that's uh, a lot. Yeah, that hurts. Uh, but but you know what? But but here's the other thing I was disappointed about. I was disappointed in the reporters because, hello. Well, we got no, you. No, we got Bruce, you, yeah. bro. Oh, oh okay. You cooking? Okay. You got you. Yeah. We let you cook. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> okay, so I was disappointed in the reporters because right after that culture rant or, or BS or whatever he was talking about, one of the questions that was somebody they they didn't ask was, okay, if that's what you're going to do. What was your takeaway? Uh, how would you approach something different if, if, if things are not going right next year? What is your role going to be to try to adjust, you know, some of the game plan? Yeah, Bruce, Bruce is a great question. Like, you, you couldn't stop the slide this year. What did you learn from that that we're going to apply to next learn? year? Yeah. Right, right, right. And, and nobody asked that question. No, because so you're before, right. It was more about why are you still here? What do you do these days? Rather than, like, what are you going to bring to the table to fix next year? That's right. Yeah. That's right. And, 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 I, and I'm hoping that somebody asked that question because that was a question that was not asked by the reporters. They missed their opportunity to do that. Because you know what's going to happen next year is that the MO is out on the Eagles. Jalen can be blitzed. They, they're going to see blitzes from every team on, uh, during that. every game. And, and, and somebody better come up with something to be able to fix that. You better come up with some kind of bona fide running game or some type of, you know, pre-snap motions or whatever. You better come up with something because Jalen is going to be – the Eagles are going to be blitzed from start to oh, finish. Oh, no question, bro. It's all, that's, the, that's the game plan from week one. And that's why I said a few minutes ago, the most important person for the 2024 Eagles isn't here yet. It's the new coordinator they hire. Because that person is going to be in charge of blitz beaters and hot routes and getting Jalen to see the blitz better and check it. Like that's the, that's the job now of whoever this is. I feel like that person is going to be competent enough to do that. Now, and I and I also feel like I, I would love if if I was building an offensive coordinator, I want one that's going to be brutally honest. And I, like I guess for lack of a better way of saying it, 
I wouldn't mind one that throws the quarterback under the bus every now and then because we need to know. Well, I called to play, but he just didn't pick it up or, or whatever like that. At least be hard on him in person. That's yeah. not to us, in person. Hard coaching, man. I, like, these – I'm about to go on an old person's rant. Uh, go ahead. But these these kids nowadays, man, they are way too soft. When you start talking about guys didn't – like, he, he wasn't relatable, what exactly does that mean? Like, seriously, he's not relatable to the, to the players. What, they want to be coddled? I've heard that quite a bit over the last few years in the NFL. Coaches get fired because the star player doesn't like them. Mm. Coaches get fired because the star player, I mean, like the, the player said or the coach said something to the player that he didn't like. It's your job as a coach, in my opinion, even at this high level, to get everything out of you that they possibly can, to get the best out of you. And if I'm a player that's making millions of dollars, and if this man is coaching me so that I could potentially make millions of more dollars, I don't have a problem. That's my mentality. I don't have a problem with that. I never understood how, you know, you worked your butt off to get to this point and you let you let coaches in college talk crazy to you. But all of a sudden when you start making a little money, you don't you don't want to be talked crazy to. And those coaches that talk crazy to you in college, the only thing they had held over your head was a scholarship. And you wanted to get to the next level. Now you're at the next level. You don't want to be coached. Don't you want to be great? Like that, that's what I look at. Like, like, don't you want to be great? Don't you want to be considered, even if it's not the case, even if you fall short? Isn't your goal to try to be the best at your position? So to give you the opposite of that, I don't know, have you heard the story of uh, Goff when McVay traded him? So they traded him to the, to the Lions, right? Mm-hmm. And after the trade was, was over, like he's a Lion, he requested his exit interview with McVay. And he said that he wanted him to look him in the eye and tell him, why, why did you trade? Like, what, yeah. did I, what, did I, what did I not do well enough? Tell me why I failed here. Mm-hmm. Like, he wanted to know why he failed. Yeah. I thought that was pretty cool. Like, that showed he wanted to know what he needed to do to get better. These cats nowadays, man, uh, like, t- when you hear them want, don't want to be coached hard or, or, or if, if something said about them by the coach, they run upstairs and go tell the GM or whatever. To me, that's re- not saying that that's happening here. But when you, when you throw out there that a lot of guys didn't like him because he coached them hard. Or, or a perfect example, when Eric B. Enemy went to the terrible-ass Commodores. The terrible-ass Commodores who ain't won nothing in ever. Ever. I mean, 30 And years. they were mad at him because he practiced them hard? Yeah. Like, are you kidding me? Like, seriously. I know, and, and I know I'm probably pot-calling the kettle black because I did complain when, <laughs> when Big Red came here about the way we were but practicing. But then you, you learned to realize but I, learned how, knew, yeah. I knew it. But, but that's what I'm saying. Like, that, that's what it is because – you realize where you're going with this, and you embrace it because you're going to be a better football team. Yeah. That, to me, blows my mind. Man. Well, I think it points to you, you got to want it, right? you got to want to be coached the right way. And, and the funny thing is just specifically what hurts. We've heard in the past he appreciates hard coaching. There's yeah, something, that's why it's a disconnect. Yeah, that's why it blows my mind that we're, we're talking about him and, you know, and Brian Johnson's not here. I mean, the future of Jalen Hurts in Philadelphia is, is so tied to a coach that's not even here yet. That is – pretty remarkable i mean it's, it's just wild to me well so where like where did that disconnect begin though because i don't know at least in your guys opinions do you guys feel like nick sirianni's like good cop type he feels like the guy to chew you out no i and think the, he's bad cop type. well right that's what i mean so like does is this a matter of jalen hurts got paid and now he doesn't think that he deserves to be talked to uh, like that it I mean, feels it feels that I, I don't have a leg to stand on when it comes to to making that assessment but when you look at what he once was and what it feels like he's trending towards, 
Yes. So that could be. I, I acknowledge it could be. I also wonder, do we think he stopped believing Sirianni knew what the heck he was talking about? Like, why? who are you to yell at me? You don't even know what you're talking about here. Tell me to, to read this, read that. You, there's no answers here for me. I, 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 we're all so, coming up so with you, theories. So you, so you basically said Jalen waited till he got his money before he started the buck. Well, or well, maybe that timeline-wise. Oh, I, I can't wait to get my money because I got something to say to you. Timeline-wise, yes. But I wonder if it took him a couple years without, with no Steichen to realize, like, does this guy even know what he's talking I mean, about here? You know what, John? I don't – I mean, there might be something to that, but you did. You you are coming off of a Super Bowl because of Steichen. Uh, I, I mean, the guess. Eagles are kind of telling oh, us. So this you said is... this was like after he got the money, and then you went into the season. He was like, you know what? This cat don't know what the hell he does. Yeah, like why is he? He's yelling at me. <laughs> he's talking about David in Westchester. What's up, David? <laughs> is, oh my God! Is this Hugh Douglas with eighty sacks and one interception? In Dave, the NFL? Now you now you taking it. Way yep, too that's far. him. This thanks, is Douglas. Thanks, Dave. Hugh Douglas you, is up and running. You took, it, you just took it way too far, Dave, but thank okay. you. You know, all right, Hugh, I'll, I'll take it back here. Ready? Your interception career mirrors Joe Giulio's interception career. Think about that. Is that right? I had one in high school, yeah. Okay, that's one. Cool. Yeah. Well, Hugh, he had one in the pros. I, I mean, know, but that's just a little one, bit. One to one. I, I don't think, no, I think it's the same. It's all football, it's all the game. You're pretty good at math. Uh, Joe? Joe, I think you're better than Hugh. Well, he did have 80 more sacks than I did, but that's okay. We could just we'll leave it oh, at even, exactly even on interceptions. Joe was definitely better in the secondary, like like playing playing against <laughs> coverage and all this stuff. All right, hey Hugh, I just wanted to make you feel good, buddy. So you're <laughs> welcome. Me, well, thank you for for making me feel good. I appreciate it. That's my job. Uh, let's talk about that press conference, uh, the sham. And I'm not going to throw my personal opinions in there because I am totally jaded at this point with this team. Um, but let's look at the inquire. Sirianni lied. Let's look at the press of Atlantic City. Sirianni, newest Eagles puppet, cross between Barney Fight and Pinocchio. And then here's the important one. Oh, I got David from Westchester Press. Nick Sirianni blew his elf money. He needs a job and will do anything. <laughs> uh, you know what? So the, what the headlines today are not kind to our, our head coach here, for sure. Th- th- they are not. I mean, he. if, if you look, how he had a uh, – had his hand behind his back and was pulling the switch to make uh, Nick's mouth work, and that's what that's what you got as a coach. You got a mouthpiece for the general manager for when the assistants who they're hiring. And because I don't think you know Vic Fangio is not going to listen to Howie Roseman. You know he's going to do his defense. He's going to do his thing, and he'll be like, you know, go away, little boy. You know, you put the team together, fine. I'll deal with it. But um, and speaking of Fangio, I, I'm not a fan of the hire just because I was so 100% on board with Ron Rivera. You know, I, I wanted to get back to the um, Kelly Green Eagle days when you had dominating defenses. It was exciting to watch. The bend don't break just drives me nuts. It's like, you know, because – and then with the Eagles, it's bend, 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 touchdown. Bend, 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 touchdown. Bend, 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 field goal. Halftime. Bend, 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 touchdown. You know, they, they just – you know, they bend, 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 and then break. It's like – so I, I wanted something a little more aggressive. I know you did, and I know most people did, David. And David, we appreciate it. that. You know, that's what this city wants. And you think back to the old Buddy Ryan days. The Eagles don't want to play that kind of defense now. They don't want to blitz a million times. That's why I never thought they were really going to hire Wink Martindale. The other thing I thought of when they hired Fangio, or they're about to, did any defense hold the Cowboys down as well as Fangio did this year? 
I wonder how much that played into it. The Cowboys averaged like 35 points a game, 33, whatever the number was. They probably did because you, you look at you look at some of that film yep. that, that jumps out at you, and that, that probably was the case. Only 20 that. points on, what was that, Christmas Day or Christmas Eve against the, the, the Cowboys? So yeah. I mean, it's a, the, As much as we laugh at the Cowboys, the Eagles have had trouble stopping them for years now. Fangio did it last year. 215-592-9494. It's how you hop We'll come back. Your phone calls. This conversation continues here. Do you feel any better? After listening to that yesterday, Sirianni, uh, he's Jason Garrett in an Eagles polo. That's the way I view him now. Some interesting audio whether or not Jalen Hurts gets a say in any of these decisions. We'll hit that. Your phone calls. Do you feel better or worse? 215-592-9494. for a midday show. Sports Radio 94 WIP. If you're a caregiver in the Philadelphia or Lehigh Valley areas looking after a loved one, reach out to my friends at Ameribest today. When you call 1-800-HOME-CARE, a live onboarding specialist will assist you in, hi- in the hiring process. Ameribest offers daily pay, performance bonuses, reward programs, and more to support their caregivers. Let Ameribest take care of you so you can focus on what matters most, caring for your loved one. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives they bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are so let instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date download the instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last minimum ten dollar per order additional term supply after the end of a good fight you deserve an ice cold reward Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. Welcome back. Midday show. Hugh Douglas, Joe Gillio, Kyle Quinn behind the glass. You guys with us. 215-592-9494 as we react to whatever the heck that was yesterday. The reshuffling of core values. Maybe popping into meetings here and there. Sirianni yesterday made into Jason Garrett in an Eagles polo. That felt like a soft firing. A soft firing yesterday. He's still here, but he's not really. 215-592-9494. Do you feel any better? I don't. I don't know what the heck that was yesterday. Although, of course, the Fangio thing had Hugh feeling good this morning. And, and Hugh, you should feel good. I and mean, Fangio is a quality defensive coordinator, and I think he's going to do a good job here. But then, of course, there's the Jalen Hurts part of this. And that I actually thought there weren't enough questions yesterday about Jalen Hurts. I was waiting for one about his health. Will he be heading towards knee surgery? Nah, not much. But there was a little bit on Hurts, including, does he have any say in any of this? Do they go to Hurts with, hey, hey, we're going to do this. What do you think about this? Here's Nick Sirianni 
talking about Hertz and what he knew or what he said about the decision to move on for Brian Johnson. I'll keep him um, aware of things that, that he needs to be aware of um, and, you know, keep him in the loop of that because, you know, that he's, he's our guy and, and, and uh, you know, it's really important that, that those two guys are going to work hand in hand to, to make sure that we're, we're getting back to where we need to be. Did you have to consult with Jalen about your decision to let Brian go? Yeah, you know, obviously we, we talk about everything um, and we, we communicate on everything. Um, won't get into specific uh, discussions on, you know, what we talk about. But, yeah, we, we, we discuss everything. So I have, a, I have a question off that because my head's spinning a little bit. Do you think Nick is the kind of person who just, when, he, when he's asked the question, says, yeah, just to kind of get his mind right and yeah. then answers? So like it's reset. But, he, but the question was, do you consult with Jalen before the Bryant Johnson thing? And his first response is, yeah. It's almost like he's saying yes. Do you think he meant that? I, I, I don't know if he meant it, but it does sound like it's a defense mechanism when, he, when he's speaking. Yeah, but I if you ask a yes-no yes, question and you say yeah, it feels like your so answer you, is yes. Yeah, it does feel like that. And then you come back and you say something that's totally different. I know. So I, he, he kind of walked both sides of that. Like, yeah, I talked to Jalen, but I'm not going to tell you what I talked to Jalen about. Well, Howie Roseman uh, tried to put a life raft on this and say, no, 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 no. This is, this is not Jalen or any player's decision. Here's Howie on all that. Can I just say something? I, I, I just want to say something because I think, um, I think it's important, Tim, something you said made me think about this, to think about these exit meetings and um, what the purposes of them are. And the purpose of them is – like everything we do, we're trying to accumulate information. You know, for us to make the decisions, we're trying to accumulate information. But at the end of the day, the decisions are made by us. You know, um, we understand um, that everyone has has different opinions and perspectives, but we're going to make those decisions. So I say that just in relation to, you know, you ask kind of what Jalen, and, and that's not fair also to Jalen. You know, he's 25 years old, you know, like Jalen is continuing to grow and get better. And what we see at 25 is going to be a bit different than 26. I'm just using Jalen as an example here. And so I think for us, it's also important to understand, like we accept responsibility, whatever the product is, at the end of the day, that's that's on me. That's on coach, and, and we accept that. So we don't ask the players to make these decisions. Um, we don't ask the other people who work for us to make the, these decisions. We try to get information, and we try to make the best decisions we possibly can so that the confetti can fall on our head again and we can be world champs again because that's the only agenda. That's the only agenda. Mm-hmm. You, know, you know what that press conference reminded me of? Do you remember Pulp Fiction? Yes. Remember when Marcellus Wallace was having, a, having that uh, conversation with Bruce Willis, and he said, listen, don't let pride get in the way of you being happy. <laughs> yes. He said, you know, it might, like he sat up there in that press conference and he said, you know, it might sting a little bit. That's pride. You need to, you need to, you need to fight through that, <laughs> fight through that pride and go ahead and just do this press conference and just answer these questions to the best of your ability. That's what that kind of felt like yesterday. So is that multiple times yesterday, how he had to you know, figuratively grab the microphone? Yes. And save him. That That's pride. Cause he wanted to, you know, he tried to be as forthcoming as he could. He couldn't do it. Cause like, like that's not a good look. And I was looking at some of the some of the, the 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 stories that were written on this. They do not paint Coach Sirianni in the greatest light. And I think they're very sensitive right now to that that question. Does Hertz have say in this? Because they may, he might right. And that and Brian Johnson's his friend. He's I think they have to talk to him about the coordinator. Like this is the kind of scheme we're thinking about. I think it's okay to have a conversation. I mean, he's the quarterback. You have to. But. You don't want to paint it as he has say because then it puts him above the other players. Well, he kind of put him above – like when you painted it like that, Joe, you put him above the coach. 
Like, because I, I know you put him above the coach. Like, the, like that was bad. Like on on so many levels for Coach Sirianni yesterday. Because now it's going to lead to more questions that I feel like as we go down this rabbit hole that you're not going to be able to answer because you answered them. Well, you probably will be answered, but you you answered them a certain way. And then it's going to come back. It's going to make you look crazy. I know. Yeah, that that's just add that to the mix. Two one five five nine two nine four nine four. We'll get a phone call here, and then a, a new name to throw in the potential offensive coordinator mix. Report out, Chris in Middletown. What's up, Chris? Hey, Hugh. Hey, buddy. What's going on, man? Uh, how are you doing today, Hugh? I am great. All right. I don't want you to not feel, you know, love. I was I just love. feeling some kind of way, man. He was just speaking to Joe, man. He, he say hi. I mean, I'm here too. I'm, I'm, I'm human. <laughs> I'm here too. <laughs> hey, Joe. Hey, Kyle. Don't want to leave you guys out either. Oh, uh, right? Chris, uh, I, I, I knew you wouldn't, and I'd be okay if you did. I'm not. I'm not going to get in my feelings. I'm not going to be okay. Yeah, Hugh's not. Hey. I mean, he's going to be emotional about it. Uh, listen, guys, I got a bunch of good stuff here for you that I got from that press conference. I, I told you yesterday. I put my head in the door frame, though, and I did slam the door on it a few times because I listened to the entire thing. <laughs> um, so, uh, first of all, Hugh, yes. uh, listen, brother, they don't know how to stay off our damn grass. That's part of the problem. So, I'm with you with these young kids, all right? So, before we get into the press conference, you be keep being you, man. These young kids, they don't know. So, anyway, um, as far as the, the press conference yesterday – he, uh, Joe, you keep asking a question. You know, t- tell me what that was. I have the answer. What was it? You ready for this? I'm ready. I need an answer. We all witnessed Nick Sirianni being put in the closet. <laughs> uh, you know, it, it did it, figuratively, even though he will stand there and he'll do press conferences after games, it felt like they removed him from anything that matters besides a rah-rah speech and to reshuffle those core values on the board. That's it. Correct. They told him, get out of those. I mean, he said, oh, you know, now I'm going to be able to, I might show up at an offensive meeting, but now I might show up at a defensive meeting. Because they told him, get out of their offensive meetings. You don't go there. You want to float around, whatever, sit sit there and be a bump on the, you know, on the log and observe. You can do that, be a fly on the wall. But get out. You are not in charge of that. They went in and brought an adult in. They brought Vic in. They said, he's going to run the defense. You shut up and stay away. I am telling you, my guess, and based off of that yesterday, offensive coordinator is going to be Cliff Kingsbury. I'll tell you why. They also Hmm. kept saying, it's not going to be Frank Wright, because they kept saying, we need a different offense. We need a different offense. Well, the offense that they tried running was nothing really different than what they've been doing the past three years. They also love the air raid. They love the vertical passing. They love the aggressiveness. They don't like to run the ball. Um, I, they're going to go with that guy. And he's also another guy that is going to tell Nick, Nick, stay the hell out of here. I don't need your help or your input. Be quiet. Get over there. And how he's going to tell is already put him in the corner anyway. So that's the direction that I think they're going to go with all of this. Um, Howie, Howie, I got a message for you. Be very careful with this. If you screw this up, you're next, brother. I I feel like, and I think Howie sees it. I think Howie got himself a little tongue lashing from the boss, too. So um, that's where we're at. Guys, appreciate your time. I want to leave you with one last thing. What do you got? Ready? Mm -hmm. Let's go, sickness! 
Yeah, the fact that we're there and not talking about a football game this weekend doesn't make me feel great. We should be still talking about a football game after a team starts 10-1. and one. But, yeah, the Howie part is interesting. I, I don't think Howie's going anywhere. But pub- no, not anytime soon. Public perception of Howie could change fast. We already did a show yesterday, and some people are like, yeah, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm not as confident in him. The other thing is he looked – Howie looked a little weathered yesterday. He was sleep. He lost. He didn't get that much sleep. Yeah, some bags under the eyes. Yeah, trying to figure out how you massage this. I think the hardest thing that they did leading up to this press conference is try to figure out. And you, you could tell how he did his homework because he was prepared. Mm. Um, the hardest thing they did was get prepared for this press conference because they knew the questions were coming. And and let's be honest, the question that Coach Sirianni was asked about what do you do here, that would be a tough question for anybody to answer under the circumstances, especially when you're talking about giving up power of as an offensive coordinator when that's was that's why you were hired you were hired as an offensive mind and to sit there and and to have to be like gutted <laughs> the way that you were gutted I mean that that's a tough question to answer you know he's lucky like I said he's lucky nobody followed up like to be totally honest when he started talking about culture and moving around priorities and things of that nature he's lucky nobody felt the need to follow up with another question, be like, okay, so what, like, after that, then what? What if the culture goes bad, then what? Can we hear it again? Sirianni, uh, you know, asked, what do you do now, now that you're not in charge of the offense? I'm obviously not in charge of the defense. We know that. What exactly is your role here? And uh, here's how Sirianni answered it. If the offensive coordinator is going to be in charge of the offense and the defensive coordinator is going to be in charge of the defense, what is your role going to be? The head coach of the football team. What does that entail? How, how does it change? Yeah, um, I guess... What you know, it'd be this very similar to what's going on right now. Um, you know, if that mean I'll sit more into defensive meetings at times, maybe right instead of always being in an offensive meeting, maybe I go to a defensive meeting here and there. Um, but my job is to be the head coach of the team, not the head coach of the offense, not the head coach of the defense, not the head coach of the special teams, but be the be the head coach of the football team. And so that's building the culture, that's making sure the culture's, um, you know working you know with our our five core values are taking every day at a time like we're not coming up with new core values uh i mean we may shuffle of where you know where the things are that are important all right that's it that's um it. We, and the we, most yeah, important this re- is a joke quite frankly we're gonna reshuffle those core values you should have left it alone man like he felt like I, i've been in those situations you know when you have grown-up conversations and and you're asked a question and you feel the need to offer more information because you feel like the answer that you're giving is kind of short. Yeah. So just leave it alone, man. Just go ahead and just say what you got to say and keep it moving. Do you know what is on my mind right now? Do you think the core values are on a, a physical board you can move up and down like a draft board? I, that, I, like to answer your question, when I heard that and I said, I, I thought about it like I that, think like they a whiteboard. Or I'm thinking like you just, you take the one thing and you move it up like a I'm draft picturing board. Like the, or you the erase, I, was think, I was thinking more you erase it. Or you erase them. You erase it. But what if you forget the core yeah, value? You, you, erase you can't it. erase it. You well, yeah, you're it's right. gone So then. you have to have like a, like a sticky thing. Yeah. Well, well I you was take thinking, a picture of them first. Okay. You know, like the, uh, in front of the movie theaters, they have the, the, like where they list all the movies. Yeah. You're like putting the, yeah, like gas stations have them and stuff. Right. You have to change, like, if yeah, the gas costs, letter. you know, like $2.99, then they change it to 3 that's or right. whatever. That's how he's changed. That's how he's reshuffling the core values. Yeah. That, how long does that take each day? I mean, is that a long process? Probably his entire day. Uh, <laughs> what'd you do today? You know what? I really rethought the core values, reshuffled them five or six well, times. So that's what he does here. Yeah, he's the, he's the reshuffle physically reshuffling the core values. I think at some point we need to create our core values for this show, and then we can maybe once or twice a week or three weeks or whatever we yeah. reshuffle. Number one is have a take. That's oh, that's the core value of WIP. Yep. If you don't have that, you're you're Sirianni. All right, Richard is up next. What's up, Richard? 
All right. Let's see. You, how you doing? Hey, what's going on, man? You, I love you, you and hey, I Joe, too. You, I Rich, love you guys. Richard, we love you. What, what are you thinking? What, what about that press conference yesterday? Well, I don't want Nick. I'm with uh, you. I don't want Nick to retire or get fired. I like him. I, I like to meet him to in person. I like retire? the guy. I like the guy. What do you think, you? You don't think he should retire? Oh, I don't think he's going to retire. I think he's going to be here as long as the Eagles will allow him to be here. So one more year. And you, and you like him. I like uh, I like him as I like him as a coach, man. But I tell you what, Coach Sirianni yesterday did himself no favors. He did himself no favors yesterday. Yeah, yeah. Now I don't think we're going to really know anything here. So the offensive coordinator, the new guys come in, and we start the new season. What do you think about that, you? You say we won't know until we start the new season about the offensive coordinator. Yeah, what do you? Oh think? no, we got to we got to figure we got to figure it out in the next couple of weeks. Yeah, though, you dog, mean dog, you dog, won't Richard. we won't know if it's good or not? Is that what you mean, Richard? Like till we see it? Yeah, we have to actually see it on the yeah. field. Well, yeah, yeah, obviously that that's not going to happen. But there is we can feel good about it or bad. We can feel good about yeah. his body of work. Yeah, we can definitely feel good about it. Uh, but I want to see it unfold on the field. That's yeah, right. Yeah, definitely. well, that, Richard, for the first time in a few years, we're not going to know what the offense is going to look like till they take the field, probably for week one. Richard, it's a good phone call. I mean, the last couple of years, we knew what the offense generally would look like, mm-hmm. right? It's going to be an RPO-based, and it's going to be Hurts and down the field. We and, don't know the health health of our quarterback. We right. don't know what's going on as far as what he's doing in offseason. So, yes, yeah, it's, it's going to look a little different. Mm-hmm. I think the unknown is is somewhat exciting. It is. But it all depends on who is going to be the architect of this offense. I right. think that's what we're more caught up on. Of course. Than any, more than anything. So here's a name. A report came out a few minutes ago. Tom Palacero, NFL.com. Hugh, what's your thought on the name Kellen Moore? He is uh, the Eagles have put a request in to interview Kellen Moore. So for, his name has come up here before. He was interviewed in the process that led them to Sirianni. He got a head coaching interview. He was then the Cowboys. The, uh, yeah, yeah, I was about to say that. The young the young coordinator for the Cowboys. Yep, and then he went this past year. He left the Cowboys and went to the Chargers. First instincts, first guess on you like it or not? Well, the Chargers offense kind of sputtered a little mm-hmm. bit, but mm-hmm. I do like what he was able to do in Dallas. But, <laughs> no, nah, I, I would say probably not. So – because I'm going off – like, when I look at it initially, when I think about what the offense was in San Diego, well, L.A., mm-hmm. Chargers, they did try to run the ball. For whatever reason, that wasn't the case. I wouldn't be opposed to having him here. Let me pull that back. I wouldn't be opposed to having him here. So I think it's an interesting resume. But I, I, it is a little bit concerning to me that Dak got better when he left. Dak had his best year after Kellen Moore was gone. Mm-hmm. And Justin Herbert just had his worst year. Now – I can excuse the Herbert thing. He got banged up, and the team stunk. Like, and the defense was just it all went bad. It, yeah. How much that is Kellen Moore, I don't know. But the Dak, the Dak part worries me. That Dak cut his turnovers like in half without Kellen Moore. He was better without him. I mean, that's that's not good. I don't want anything to do with this guy. Like you know the you know the meme of the Grim Reaper like knocking on each door. <laughs> it feels like Dak, Justin Herbert, and now Jalen Hurts and Kellen oh. Moore is the Reaper coming to ruin our quarterback yeah, after what he did to those last yeah, two. See, and, and I'm I'm real sensitive to that because I, I feel like we still have a bite at this apple. And when I say apple, I mean the Super Bowl window. So I want somebody in here that I feel that can do an immediate fix. That's how that's kind of where I'm at with it. 
that's why I kind of hedge a little bit. I, I want somebody here that has some veteran. I wouldn't mind waiting to to see who who wins these NFC and AFC championship games. So if I can get one of those guys. So let's think about that. Uh, the the Lions, Ben Johnson is going to go become a head coach. So that we we lost him, right? We uh-huh. can't get him. The Ravens have some interesting coordinator uh, coaches under the coordinator, right? That maybe mm-hmm. are ready to become a coordinator. Mm-hmm. James Urban is a name that I believe he interviewed here in the past and was part, part of the Eagles um, coaching staff at one point. He's with Lamar T. Martin, the former that was quarterback. The name we were kicking around this morning. Yeah, yeah. I like T. Martin. He was here for a little while, a cup of coffee. I think he's Lamar's quarterback coach right now in Baltimore. So yeah, that's interesting, Hugh. Maybe to wait for. And they probably will. I mean, I don't think they're going to hire a coordinator on the offensive side very quickly. I could be wrong. But, yeah, they, they could see the two losers this weekend, right, Whoever, whichever teams lose. Maybe there's names on those staff. Clint Kubiak is a name. That's a name I heard before. Yeah, yeah, he's the passing game coordinator of the 49ers. And, obviously, his dad is Gary Kubiak, who was the former Texans and, and uh, Broncos coach and part of that Shanahan tree. So, yeah, that's, that's an interesting thought. Maybe that one of the guys still coaching this weekend could be it. All right, Clay's up next. Are we going to have someone defend Nick Sirianni here? I like this idea. Clay, what's up, man? What's up, guys? How you doing? Clay, what's, uh, what, what's up? Yeah, so, um, listen, the last seven games of the season were an SS. I don't know why we wouldn't think the pre- – I mean, that, that's a tough press conference. It doesn't matter whatever way you slice it. Um, you, you, I think you did say you want to keep Nick, right? You said yes, I did. I said that early in the week, okay. yes. Now, let me tell you, Tuesday – after the the loss in Tampa, I was ready to fire the guy. Mm-hmm. But then I got to thinking about it, okay? The guy did go to the Super Bowl last year doing exactly what he would potentially be doing next year. And we don't say and, – and I'm going to throw some names out there. We don't badmouth John Harbaugh, Mike Tomlin. What do they do? So, two I, things, Clay. One, I think they have an area of expertise – Mike Tomlin on the defense, although he doesn't call the defensive plays. That's his area of expertise. And John Harbaugh was a special teams coach and maybe he a secondary yeah, and a secondary coach. I mean, I think they have an area of expertise that they help influence the game and influence their team. And also, he's not as good as those guys. Like, if you're going to be CEO guy, you better be buttoned up in every area. He's not. It, it, well, I guess I don't understand why you think that. Why do I think that? Because yeah, the, well, I mean, like, like, correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, let, uh, let me give you an example. You want to? Do you wh- think he got lucky last year? I mean, what are we thinking happened last year? We yes. came from out of nowhere yes. and went to the Super Bowl. Well, so two things. One, I think he had a brilliant play caller that that helped him, and he doesn't have that anymore. And two, okay. uh, we could be honest now. They had a really easy schedule, and they ended up facing Daniel Jones and Josh Johnson to get to the Super Bowl. It, it's probably the easiest quarterback path anyone's ever had to get to a Super Bowl. I'm just being honest. It, Okay, but but let me ask you this: Do you think if that field the footing would have been better, they would have lost that game? Because I'll tell you right now, they would have won that game if they weren't that defensive line wasn't falling down all over the place. So if he they would have won that game, they also may have if he went for it on fourth down instead of kicking a field goal in the third quarter. AJ Brown that's after true. the game said he thought that's where they lost the game, and on fourth fourth and two with what five minutes to go, he punted. I mean, you can't punt back to Mahomes in, in a game that close. So. Yes, yeah. the field was part of it. I just think he, you know, he also cost them a little bit there too. One more thing, and then I'll let you guys go. I think it's really difficult. It sends a bad message to the rest of the league to fire Nick Sirianni. I mean, they did go to the playoffs. It was a, it was a, you know what? The last seven games, I like the Fangio hire, but listen, if they don't improve the middle of this defense, I don't care if it's Buddy, I don't care who it is calling the defensive plays. So, and on offense. I, I agree with you. I like Frank Reich, but they do need to bring somebody in with some different ideas. 
I think that's a really hard press conference for Nick to sit through. Um, I think he's easy to throw stones at right now, but I say give him next year. And I don't think they are. I don't think that was a first step on the path to firing. I, I believe what Howie says. So you guys have a great day. Clay, appreciate well. you, man. I mean, look, they are going back to what worked last year, in essence. But the dif- the difference is, it was his offense last year, just Steichen called the plays. Yeah, we, it was he, a little sputtery. Now he's telling us this is not his offense anymore. That's the big difference. Yeah, it was a little sputtery. And the culture. Let's not forget the culture. Like, that's the thing. When he said he sets the culture. something There was a disconnect between what we perceived was going on and what was actually going on. Now, we don't know if it was a disconnect with the quarterback and the players or whatever it was, but something happened in that locker room last year. Like, we're talking about the football aspect of it, and that's very, very important. But there's a culture aspect to this, too, where something was disconnected, and there was a lot of rumblings coming out of that locker room. And I know, you know, most people say you don't believe everything you read, and, you know, I know the – who was it came out yesterday and was talking about how he was misquoted in the paper and all this other stuff? Oh, Britton Covey. Yeah, but there was something that went on in that locker room, and we still haven't gotten to the bottom of that yet. That has the potential of being a problem going into next year if it's not fixed. Well, and especially now it's important because that's kind of the number one thing Sirianni has to do, right? That He's not offense. He's not defense. He's got to be culture guy. they got to get that back to the right area. 215-592-9494. You can react to all this. With us, the reaction to yesterday, the press conference, you how you're feeling today. Do you feel any better about the Eagles and where they're headed after yesterday? I don't. I wish I did. Hugh does because of Vic Fangio with a great track record coming here to play and, and coach this coach up this defense. All right, when we get back, your phone calls, and we have to rehash something Sirianni said yesterday. Big difference from that and what he said back in September. That's next. Midday Show, Sports Radio 94 WIP. ESPN Bet is now live in Pennsylvania as the official sportsbook of ESPN. ESPN Bet is the only place to find daily exclusives and offers with your favorite ESPN personalities and shows. Sign up today and the new users get $100 in bonus bets for making any sportsbook bet. Find all your favorite markets and bets like in-game wagering, cross-sport parlays, teasers, and all the props you can handle. That's ESPN Bet. Download today. What a play. Must be 21-plus gambling problem. Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. 
Subscribe to At Bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.